I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today with us in conversation, we have Lakshmi from Slay Coffee. We've discussed coffee in the earlier episode, part one. In case you haven't seen that, go and check it out now because we talk about how you can start thinking about coffee and your journey towards it. And like I keep saying, you know, for many of us, coffee is a habit. How can we make coffee move from just being a habit to a hobby, something that we can get more excited about, we can get more particular about, and we can start growing and changing the way that we think about coffee and drink coffee. So listen to episode one if you haven't already. This is episode two and we deep dive into understanding coffee and coffee addictions. Things like caffeine, how can we make coffee a little bit more palatable on our stomach? So let's jump into the episode. We should be talking about what we talked about, coffee, because that I think is so important. So we were talking about, you know, moving away from vending machine coffees. Like you said, be a little bit more particular, order a good cup of coffee from, you know, companies like yourself that are starting these off. And I think you're making it more accessible to all of us in that way, right? What are the things that you would talk about as cautions when it comes to coffee? How do you understand your caffeine threshold? You know, things that people are typically worried about. Should you have coffee in the morning? Should you mm -hmm. not have coffee in the morning? When is the last cup of coffee according to you that we should have? What are your thoughts on all of this? So coffee, it's very interesting because there are these terms around coffee addiction and coffee OD, uh, you know, how much coffee is good, good for you, how much coffee is not good for you. And there are two sides of the spectrum. The first side is knowing yourself. Uh, it starts with acknowledging that every individual is different. What works for me may not work for you. Uh, whether it is the amount I consume, what I consume, when I consume it, uh, you know, if I have my coffee in the evening, will I be able to sleep in the night or not? So it's extremely individual. So looking inwards and knowing what coffee does to you is the first step. And the second... And, and I want to add something here because this is so important in my family as well. Mm -hmm. So my dad's the kind that can have a espresso at night after his dinner and and sleep like and he does he claims that he sleeps perfectly fine and if i had an espresso after six o'clock or seven o'clock i'd be wide awake so yeah. on days that i have to stay wide awake i probably do that if i have to go for a wedding or something like that but apart from yeah. that would never touch coffee post four is is my way of looking at it because i figured out that is where my coffee threshold or caffeine threshold is right so looking looking inwards right and uh, acknowledging the fact that what is working to your point within the same family what works for your dad doesn't work for you. What works for you may not work for someone else. So uh, knowing that is very, very important. And it's not just for coffee, but for anything that you want to consume in life. Correct. Right. And then beyond that, there is a lot of research that talks about how many cups are good enough. There are health benefits that are attributed to coffee. There are research studies. There was Can one you talk about a few of the health benefits. I know about the liver benefits. Anything else that? We yeah. So about? very recently, there was a study that spoke about uh, the benefits to the liver. Hmm. But in general, because caffeine, uh, you know, boosts your metabolism. So again, in moderation, if you consume coffee, experts say that it can help you in weight management. It just gives you a better metabolism, but of course, not in isolation. It has to be done along with a couple of other things. Uh, it is, uh, you know, it wakes up your nervous system. So that's the reason why a lot of people prefer having coffee as the first thing in the morning, because it just, you know, sends those signals to your nervous system that, hey, you know what, it's time to wake up and let's be alert. And that, I think, is the biggest benefit that uh, coffee does to your system and which is why people going towards, I need my coffee to function, right? And that's when it starts becoming a little 
harmful for the individual but so long as you know that i need my coffee to stay focused like you were saying at the beginning of the show then you know you're you're perfectly fine and uh, dandy and experts and doctors are now saying that it's completely all right to have up up to 2 to 3 cups now whether it's 2 3 1 depends on what is good for you so so let's break this down a little bit so for for me what i do with regards to weight loss fat loss and all of those things with coffee is my morning coffee is that so mm-hmm. what i do is my morning coffee i brew it and i put cinnamon in inside what it does is basically it helps regulate your blood sugar to mm-hmm. a certain extent and coffee is a fat mobilizer as well so yeah. this helps you know fat get into your system and your body use it especially because i i fast most of the morning and i eat around 12 vanish mm-hmm. so this helps me you know at least boost that aspect of you know fat loss weight loss a little bit and obviously there's a lot of research that needs to be done on this but these are little aspects that you pick up from here and there and you try and see what works for you yeah absolutely and uh, it has to be done as a holistic part of a larger program or a larger lifestyle change that you're bringing about uh, you know in your case like you said it's coffee plus fasting plus you know uh, working out uh, but where the problem arises is people just think are coffee peene se weight loss ho jayega right and then you go down that path which is which may not be helpful no that's not the way to think about it it's one of the tools that is there that right. you can use but it's an overall change that you need for getting the fat loss in like i said with the fasting and all the other aspects that go with it and you know in fact this morning cup you know lakshmi when people talk about oh i can't have coffee in the morning it gives me acidity mm-hmm. or i can't have my chai in the morning it gives me acidity what we don't realize is that it's not the coffee that's giving the acidity it's the milk that you put inside your coffee or, or you put inside your tea because you know if you have just a plain green tea or a black tea or a black coffee yeah. the same effect doesn't take place as you avoid the sugar altogether because your body doesn't have to start its digestive juices to start processing it out of your system so right. so try that out for people who are stuck in this mindset of you know i get acidity or jalan hoti hai after i have it try this and see if it makes a difference without milk without sugar and tell me you know what your thoughts are on that as well and also uh, i've seen this uh, in my experience and couple of uh, ayurveda courses that uh, we have done in the past hmm. that even if you drink it on an empty stomach so let's say you have a, a small cookie or you have a you know handful of almonds or whatever else is your morning routine so just don't make coffee the first thing that enters your system in the morning if hmm. at all you have issues with acidity and others let there be something else in your body and then try having the cup of coffee or the chai and you know that could also help lovely what what about um, towards the end of the day when do you suggest having uh, the last cup any thoughts on that or again you you believe it's very very personal yeah, when is your last cup my my last first and last cup is in the morning okay so you're <laughs> one coffee person I'm a one coffee person. Are I drink three times yours. So my one cup of coffee and uh, you know it's it's not just the coffee for me so I my ritual you know the habit and the ritual around it is Tell me about your ritual what what do you do with your coffee in the morning? So my first cup of coffee is typically what I brew at home myself hmm. and then I sit down and read my newspaper with hmm. my son who you know since he was 3 years old we would sit together for 10 minutes before we went to school and we would read the newspaper together and so guys that... lakshmi's son is 9 years old and has his own podcast okay and he's got 56 episodes of a podcast so all of you who decided to start a podcast during the lockdown and got one or two episodes in please learn from from her son okay 56 episodes fantastic lakshmi i think like full clap what's his name and tell us tell us his... what's the name of the podcast so people sure, can sure. check his it out and support him his name is samad his name is samad and uh, his podcast is called kidacity so kid in a city kidacity and uh, 
you know, like we were talking uh, at the beginning of the show, he just started it out as a lockdown project. Uh, he's It's a multi-segment format, eight to 10 minutes, book reviews, or uh, talking about what great shows that kids can watch on television. That's uh, too cute. I love it. I'm so, <laughs> so, so happy he's doing this. Okay, sorry, coming back to your morning ritual. So you sit down with him, have your newspaper, have your first cup of coffee. Yeah, first cup of coffee. And you know, those 10 minutes that I spent with him and before Samad came into our lives, the 10 minutes that you would just spend with yourself, uh, you know, the seclusion, inward looking, uh, you know, what yoga sometimes teaches you. So one, another project that uh, my husband and I completed during the lockdown was getting certified as yoga teachers. Wow. So the, the, the 10 minutes of looking inwards, right, when the world around you was still not woken up, mm-hmm. I think that kind of sets the momentum for the day for me. For me, and especially as a habit coach, I keep talking about how you should be doing what I call habit stacks, right? Mm-hmm. Which is while you're doing one habit, you can do another as well at the same time. Right. So for me, it was my coffee and gratitude journaling. So the way that I used to do it was while my coffee was brewing in the French press and bubbling away and all of that, I would be writing my gratitude journal. When, when I poured out my coffee into my mug and while it was cooling down before I could drink it, I would do my breathing exercises, mm-hmm. right? So in that way, I had made coffee an integral part of my morning routine. And it was so interesting to see that. And uh, I remember doing a, a YouTube video on where I was talking about morning routines and coffee and somebody said, what can you do along with your coffee? Everything is doing with this coffee. So I was like, that's the way to think about it, you know, because you can make coffee a special time instead of just thinking about coffee as, you know, that shot of caffeine that you need don't talk to me till I have my coffee I think there's a lot yeah. more that you can do and, and have a healthier relationship with coffee than the one that we have now right in fact uh, a lot of uh, our customers they tell us this hmm. that coffee is that silent companion uh, you know whether you're journaling whether you're just sitting with yourself sometimes you don't want a companion that is talking back to you <laughs> you know you just want a little bit of warmth a little bit of you know a warm fuzzy feeling and you just know that this companion is with me and uh, that's the emotional relationship healthy emotional relationship that a lot of people have with coffee and uh, which is when even when we speak to people around they say hey coffee is not just you're not drinking it just because it's coffee and it's a great product we're drinking it because we can't explain the relationship that we have with the beverage and support or emotional warmth we get out of it. Coffee is that silent companion. I love thinking about it that way. Fantastic. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. You know, when we think about coffee and the way that India is moving, especially because you're so close to this industry, Mm-hmm. What are you seeing as the trends moving forward? Like, where do you think coffee is headed? So firstly, uh, uh, like I said earlier, we're still way behind when it comes to the global consumption average of coffee. Uh, the Scandinavian countries are drinking four cups a day. We're still drinking about 16 to 20 cups uh, a year. So there's a lot of gap to be to be covered. And uh, it's in Lakshmi, you're also adding to that statistic. Huh? Please I know, increase the number I, of coffees that you're drinking. <laughs> But uh, I think the urban uh, population is uh, contributing to the positive side of this trend. So 70% of urban India, uh, who's exposed to global cultures, for whom coffee has been a part of their growing up. So the uh, young millennials and the Gen Zs, you know, for them, coffee has always been a part of their life. They've grown up going to a cafe. 
Cafe was not like this new thing that they suddenly realized that existed. So coffee uh, and a lot of them start off their day with coffee. They know what it tastes like. They, they, they're a part of the statistic that actually they order from outside. So, you know, statistics wise, the industry is poised to grow at around six to 10% year on year. And it's just the beginning of the coffee revolution in the country. Nice. So you're seeing that coffee is definitely going to pick up in, in that way. Any particular kind of coffee that you're seeing? Like, for example, right now, it's especially from your stores, etc. Mm-hmm. What kind of coffee is the one that Indians are consuming the most of? A uh, lot of uh, cold coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, India as a country, except for a couple of months in a few states, uh, it's still a very, you know, tropic, temperate uh, mm-hmm. climate. So a lot, lot of Milky cold coffee? Milky cold coffee. We're also seeing a lot of people experiment with strong brews. When I say strong brew, like strong coffee is a big theme. Hmm. You know, when we do product development, we do a lot of research on what are the themes, what are flavors, what is the kind of coffee that uh, our customers are looking for and strength of the coffee, which means that, you know, I I take a sip and I just wake up. So it's Hmm. the strength of the coffee that's coming up as a very, very big theme. Hmm. And uh, we also see a lot of movement towards this. How fresh is my coffee? And fresh, not as to when it was made, but uh, when were the beans roasted? Uh, companies are getting into blockchain. Uh, you know, we also do that. We have a blockchain where you can trace when the coffee was actually, when it was roasted, when it was packed. So a lot of awareness even about and the how customer can actually see this. They can see it. So you just hmm. scan it and you know how fresh the coffee is. And, hmm. and, and this is also coming from the customer demand. How much of a difference do you think the co- fresh coffee makes towards uh, a slightly less fresh coffee? A world of difference. Hmm. Uh, so world of difference, if uh, you grind the coffee right before you make it hmm. you know the flavor the aroma the, the profile of the coffee is very different if you're using coffee powder that has been sitting in a packet for say a month or two months uh, it, it ages right it hmm. loses its flavor it loses its aroma so the caffeine content more or less stays intact but everything else about the coffee deteriorates as the time goes by yeah and i think there's a dramatic difference between you know this thing about flavor you know, many people who are, uh, at least especially people that I talk to friends when I talk about coffee and they look at me quizzically saying, why can you talk about different kinds of coffee? But like, coffee is coffee. And you're like, no, the taste changes and people aren't used to the fact that coffee can have a taste or flavor, yeah. right? It is just dark and bitter is what most think. Right. Yeah. Till you start learning that there are different ways of brewing it, that you can start appreciating different notes in the coffee and actually make it a thing instead of just, you know, for strength. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the beans and what are the kinds of beans that exist? And, you know, let's geek out a little bit on that aspect. So there are two major types of beans, right? One is uh, the Arabicas and the second is the Robustas. Now, Arabicas are typically uh, the beans that give more flavor to the coffee and Robustas are the ones that bring in more body. And uh, in India, we grow both. Uh, Karnataka, where we're based uh, out of, you know, the whole Chikmagluru region is one of uh, the largest contributors to the global Arabica production. And similarly, even global Robusta production, India is one of the largest exporters of coffee. So these are the two major, uh, you know, types of uh, beans. And uh, chicory is not a coffee bean. Chicory is actually (laughs) the extract of a root. Uh, and it is extremely popular in South Indian filter coffees. Uh, again, it lends a certain body to the coffee, a certain flavor profile to the coffee, which is, uh, you know, very uh, preferred uh, down south. But chicory itself is not 
coffee bean. I used to love having the chicory coffee for the flavor yeah. because you know every time I used to land in Chennai, the first thing I used to do was go and have my filter coffee. That was just like the <laughs> the set thing. Saravana Bhavan filter coffee was yeah. just like the set because I used to stay right next to it, and um, and as a result, that, that taste of the chicory had had come in. Chicory oh. also has a has a good thing for your gut, but that is a separate conversation right. altogether. Correct. So chicory again, uh, it, helps, so it helps your gut bacteria. Correct. Uh, it, it, like you rightly said, you know, it has a very, very distinct flavor profile. And if uh, the South Indian uh, filter coffee doesn't have chicory, then, you know, a lot of people don't call it coffee as well. Correct. They complain about it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Chicory was originally put as a bulker to cut down on the amount of coffee that would actually be used in coffee. And Correct. then it became the thing and what we actually enjoy with the with the regards to the flavor it's quite cool uh, yeah but again people are uh, becoming more aware of what percentage of chicory goes into the coffee mm. again the trend of looking at the back of the label uh, you know so people question when they look at a coffee packed coffee whether it's 70 30 chicory or 80 20 chicory 90 10 chicory uh, so that awareness is also coming in yeah i remember 10 15 years ago before coffee was a big thing in, in Bombay especially mm-hmm. um, I think we had one place that would sell uh, you know coffee beans I think it was called Philips Coffee that, that used to be at Matunga and, and various places and uh, but down south there were so many shops that had coffee that was being sold and I remember this one day I was walking past this store and I was just hit by the smell of coffee and, I, and it dragged me in and, and out there for the first time I saw people selling you know coffee beans and then there was also an entire packet of chicory so yeah. then you told the person I want this much of this percentage of this bean this much of this bean and this much coffee and he would freshly make it for you and give it to you in a packet mom and pop stores not more than 50 to 100 square feet uh, like you rightly said uh, so the whole concept of getting freshly ground coffee and that lending itself to the flavor of the South Indian filter coffee uh, has been around for ages uh, down south. It's also because, you know, in Karnataka uh, and parts of uh, Tamil Nadu, they actually cultivate coffee. So the culture existed long before it creeped up to the west and up north. So do you have different kinds of blends as well in Slay coffee, like different kinds of profiles of coffee? Yeah, so we major blends, as we call them. Uh, the first is our signature blend, which is 100% pure high-grade Arabica coffee. Uh, the second is... Arabica uh, is the flavorful one. Arabica is the flavorful, more expensive mm. uh, coffee. Mm. And the second uh, is what we claim as India's strongest coffee, which is made with 100% robustas. Oh, God. Huh. Uh, the robustas uh, have a bad rep, again. <laughs> People, you know, it's largely believed that robustas are also used to kind of bulk up the uh, amount of Arabica beans in the coffee and reduce the price point and all of that. Uh, but uh, robustas are beautiful coffee beans in themselves. So we uh, worked on this blend. It's a proprietary blend, which uh, has more caffeine than leading energy drinks that are wow. out there in the market. Okay. At the same time, like cold brew, highly palatable, hmm. highly palatable. So it's very smooth. And it's coming out of the need for our customers that told us that, hey, you know what? I want my coffee strong. Hmm. So we said, okay, let's give you the strongest coffee that's out there. And uh, the third is a blend of Arabica and Robusta, which is what we call the Madras mud. There's no chicory in it. Uh, but the flavor profile of the Robusta has been used creatively to go as close as possible to the South Indian filter coffee. Okay, interesting. And um, what do you think is the best way for people to experience your brand? How should people, um, you know, should people order in? Should people buy? Like, what, what do you think should be the next step for people to experience a good cup of coffee? So for us at Slay, our mantra is very simple that uh, you don't have to go to a good cup of coffee. The coffee will come to you. Oh, wow. So I, so I would say order at home. 
and uh, it's not just the coffee but uh, we worked a lot on the packaging as well so the coffee travels at the right temperature it doesn't spill it doesn't leak it retains the aroma by the time it reaches you so the best way for you to experience a slay right now would be to order online mm-hmm. uh, we're in almost 15 cities as we speak so Which you should be able to, can you rattle them off all the major metros so bangalore hyderabad chennai mumbai delhi chandigarh jaipur ahmedabad kolkata uh, vaisag coimbatore surat nagpur yeah i think that's what and but, <laughs> very wow. soon in, very soon in srinagar as well if all goes well fantastic yeah. wow that's crazy so basically if you're at home right now listening to in one of these cities just you can get on the phone and order yourself a cup of fantastic coffee i think that's a damn good idea absolutely lovely how can people stay in touch with you how can people ask you questions follow what you guys are doing and be a part of the journey that you're on uh, we're pretty active on social media so both on twitter and instagram drink slay coffee is the handle okay. uh, where you can reach out uh, to all of us uh, our team is pretty active there and uh, yeah i mean for me uh, if you want to reach out to me personally then uh, you know i'm not that much on twitter but i leave my twitter handle as well with you guys okay lovely i do you all do um, coffee workshops and things like that are you all doing any of those kinds of things as well yes we do hmm. uh, but mostly online uh, okay. so again uh, you know looking at how do we democratize coffee so how do we make education uh, democratic as well hmm. we conduct a lot of uh, online workshops uh, something that uh, were very popular during the pandemic we are starting them again uh, slay.coffee is our website so you can keep checking our latest coffee workshops on the website also on the social media lovely lakshmi thank you so much for coming on the happy coach podcast and having this chat with us thank you ashton it was lovely speaking with you and uh, talking about uh, what we love uh, both of us love equally coffee yay and you have to start having more coffee okay yes of course <laughs> <laughs> cultivate good habits cultivate good habits lovely all right so start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag #thehabitcoach if you like this podcast Don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashdin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME 180 that's awesome 180 hey hey it's been another great week on the IVM podcast network on all things policy ananya desai and rohan pai discuss recurrent bans on fireworks during festive seasons in india and discuss possible solutions to tackle india's air pollution problem on the habit coach podcast ashton doctor welcomes sahil mehta an esteemed mountaineer and author of the book Break Free Sahil shares a transformative experience which became the catalyst for embracing discipline and fulfillment the episode explores the profound impact of vulnerability on personal growth folks if you like our shows do spread the word tell your friends and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them follow us on social media we are ivm podcasts on twitter facebook instagram and linkedin You'll also find all our shows on YouTube at youtube.com/ivmpodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week: Omidyar Network India, Abbott, IDFC First Bank, and Save Life Foundation. Thank you for making this possible.